Well, this morning I have the privilege of introducing our, our speaker, Kendra Dodd. Kendra has been at Northwestern um, a short time, but she's already made an impact in our community. It's been fun to get to know her. Um, Kendra Dodd serves as our Senior Director of Career and Leadership Development. So would you join me in welcoming Kendra to the stage this morning? And I would just like to pray with you as, as we begin. Thank you. Yeah. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this, um, this sister of yours who will bring, um, uh, bring us your message today. So God, we thank you for Kendra, and we thank you for this, uh, this moment, this time together. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen? All right, good. I already know we're going to have audience participation, so that makes me feel real good uh, because we're here to talk about the Word of God. And so how can you not exalt? How can you not praise? How can you not be excited for the glory and the grace that He provides? You know, I'm very excited to be here today. When I was asked a few months ago, um, you know, I, I was looking forward to this day for a long time. And for those who don't know me, like he said, Kendra Dodd, and so my background a little bit is I was in human resources, and then God, I did some leadership things, so I can do shout outs to the RA, shout outs to some formal leaders in college. Um, I was an ambassador, so I, I did a lot of that within college, and then presented on and had my own business. Um, for 10 years now, I do leadership um, consulting, coaching, uh, executive assistance, organizational effectiveness, and design. And so when I was given the call, and I will call it a call because anything I do next, I will lead, uh, seek God and what that is, uh, to be the Senior Director of Career and Leadership Development, uh, I became very proud and honored to be part of this community now, what we call University of Northwestern St. Paul. Uh, as I was preparing for today, I was figuring out I, what should I talk about? I mean, the easy one was leadership, right? Um, within those ideas, but within that key initiative of adding. So we had some restructuring in the idea of, okay, we're career development, we're gonna restructure it and add leadership development. That's easy. We're gonna talk about leadership development. We can, we can do that. I thought it would be an easy task, and the things that we think easy, amen, isn't always so easy. It wasn't as simple as I thought it would be, because everyone kind of had their own idea of the concept of leadership and the defining it uh, through projects and looking at information. And I think when I thought through this, and this is what we're going to talk about, is just adjust your focus. And I want to focus on the idea of just. Right? It's very interesting when people say, well, just do this or just do this. And then we're going to just as used a lot. And so let's talk about just adjust your focus. So as I was preparing and saying we're going to talk about leadership, uh, it's been an interesting journey with those different opinions is that the ideation of leadership can be very daunting conversation. The concept of leadership is challenging to define because it embodies, first of all, who we are. If you were to look in our mission statement, it ends in the context of saying to give God-honoring leadership in the home, church, community, and in the world. And so it's very important because it's a part of who we are at the University of Northwestern. So I pondered and prayed and pondered and prayed some more and then pondered and prayed again about what God wanted me to talk about today. 
And so what I realized uh, as we were going through this meeting is that we needed to dive deeper into the concept. I think the problem was happening is that we were thinking of leadership as if it was a noun, an infinite ending to something that we could be. Instead of thinking of it as a verb, which is an action and a process. So we set our focus on the verb and not the noun, on the process and not the final result. And I think what, what happens sometimes is we focus so big on that, then we think when we do it in the noun sense and not the process sense, that we get caught up on the concept of, well, I'm not good enough to be in that role. Or we think of the idea of that I'm not given the title of captain of whatever sport. I'm not given the title of whatever leadership. I'm not given the title. And what I'm here to tell you today, that we need to stop, I'm gonna use the word just, as saying that we're not good enough. That sometime that I hear people say, and I see adults, I see executives saying this, is that, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I don't know if I can go back into the workforce or I'm just 17, or I'm just 18, I'm just, you can fill in what number, I'm not gonna fill in my number for you, but I can say I'm just a middle-aged woman, right? That's all that I'll say there. But we can say this just, there's that just word again, that we are more than that because we have to figure out that we are in the body of Christ. That you are, we are anointed. When the New Testament, and we're all anointed because of the New Testament, therefore you do have an appointment for development. You do have a responsibility to grow because we are in his kingdom. So we had to go back to the concept, and I love the fact that God is so good, and there is a word that I wrote down. It said in that is that we're highly favored and anointed. And so it was a great song, and that was just a confirmation of what I was gonna talk about today. But let's go back to the Old Testament of the concept of anointing. And so in the Old Testament, we talked about one of the pivotal, I wanna go to one of the most pivotal times in the Old Testament, and that is the story of Samuel anointing David. So in Samuel anointing David as the future king of Israel, it creates the trajectory really in our life of the story of, J of, of where our place is in the kingdom because he becomes our savior. And the concept of oil, oil in the Bible is used in a replacement of the Holy Scripture. I'm not Holy Scripture, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. So as we look at that, that is the symbolism of the concept of the Holy Spirit. So the oil that is used is the Holy Spirit. So if that's the Holy Spirit, it is the identity of it sanctifies us, it separates us apart, it equips us, it, it empowers us, and ultimately helps us do the will of God. So in the Old Testament, when a priest or king is anointed, that means that they are symbolizing being set apart and empowered by God. But amen, we now, within the breaking of the veil, or the tearing of the veil, we all are anointed through the Holy Spirit, amen? So as we look in 1 Samuel 16, six through 13, you can check into your Bibles and we can have, I'm gonna set the stage and you can look at your apps. I'm gonna set the stage before we get here. 
And can I, can I kind of do in the Kinderism version of what I think was happening? Is it okay if I embellish a little bit? Yeah, let's make it 2022, okay? So before we get to this scripture, okay, Samuel is, is just grieving. He's all upset over the fact that Saul is not king because God had decided Saul will not be king because you know what? Saul was not doing what God has instructed him to do. He was being disobedient. So Samuel was grieving. And so God shows up and like, okay, you need to stop all this. Like pity party over. He's not it. He's not the king. I want you to go check one of Jesse boys. I want you to go to Jerusalem, check him out, see how he's doing. And he was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. So then he got scared. And he was like, God, I can't go to Jerusalem. People know who I am. They're going to be questioning. Saul's going to kill me. You know, he's been depressed lately. Like, I can't do that. You, God, you're trying to get me killed. So God calmed him down. He's like, chill out, chill out, right? He's like, people aren't going to worry. Now, to my people that, you know, he was thinking they're going to be suspicious. Now, to my social media people, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Right? So he was like, they're not. This is what you're going to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. And he said, okay, let's, let's process through this. So here we are. God has told him what to do uh, here in the scripture. So if you have it, in Samuel 1, 16, 16 through 6, so starting at verse 6, when they arrived, Samuel took one look at uh, Elab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Can we say anointed? Thank you. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by the appearance or the height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Can we say heart? Then Jesus told the son, um, then Jesus, then Jesse told his son Abab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, this is not the one that the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Simeon, but Samuel said, neither is this the one that the Lord has chosen. Let's say chosen. In the same way, all of seven of Jesse's seven sons were presented to Samuel, but Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. So Samuel asked, are, are all of these the sons you have? And so Jesse responded, well, there's my youngest. In other scripture, it actually says, well, there's the runt. Runt is actually you. So like, I don't know, there's the guy in the field, like my youngest one. And so he was like, so he's out in the fields watching the sheep. So Samuel continues saying, okay, go, go get him. We're not going to eat until he comes. So they sent him out and he came back and he was dark, handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one. Anoint him. Can we say anoint so David stood there with his brothers and Samuel took the flask of the olive oil and he brought in and anointed David with the oil and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully. Can we say powerfully? Thank you upon David on that day and Samuel returned to Ramah. Now I got to laugh at the very end. Samuel's like, okay, I did my job. Peace, I'm out. Right? And the funny thing, that's another thing that I laughed is on verse 16, it says, they arrived. So apparently he didn't full, you know, fully believe God, so he brought an entourage, like his bodyguards to protect him anyway, just in case, right? As a backup and fully believe. But as we go through this and we're thinking about this concept and this passage, I had you say certain words. I had you say anoint, anointed, chosen, 
powerfully when the Holy Spirit came upon David. I heard you think, I, I had you t- use the words youngest in thinking through that. So let's first talk about youngest. There's this identity as if you are not young enough. You're just not old enough. There's that just. But even in 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul actually is telling a young pastor, don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. Set the examples for believers in speech and your conduct and love and faith and impurity. So it doesn't matter how old you are, it matters what you do. Did Did you hear me? So in thinking through that is that we have to think, even in the scripture that you looked at, even at verse, um, where was that? I'm trying to look at my, I got contacts in. Verse seven, it was like, it's not. God doesn't see the way man sees. So Samuel was wrong. Jesse was wrong. His own daddy didn't believe in him. Right? Talk about daddy issues. He didn't even believe in him and what he should do. So as he processed through, they were wrong, but God said, no, anoint David. So we are all created for a reason. You're created for a reason. I'm created for a reason. We all have a purpose. And then when we said that we're going to follow Jesus Christ, then we are anointed and believing and being in that body. And so therefore, we, have, we are already anointed, so therefore we have to follow our appointment. And so when we're thinking through this idea of a verb is that we think about I'm not the king yet. This was just the beginning of David's story. Just the beginning. So as we focus on the verb and the process of him becoming the leader, even though he was anointed, he wasn't appointed yet. Do you understand that just because when you said you're going to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it does not mean that all of a sudden, everything's going to happen. It's going to come down. It's microwave faith. Like everything's going to happen immediately to you. Like it's going to be right. But what we have to think about and think through is that we are more. So as he, guess what? His daddy sent him back to the field. Oh, that's nice, son. You got that olive oil on your head. Okay, just go back and take care of the, she- of the, sh- of the sheep, right? And the goats. Yeah, I got braces, so please forgive me in that slip. I'm still working on that. So as we go through, as we process, let's move on. So now he's back, right? So things are happening. Things didn't really change, but something did change. What was the word that was before that when he was anointed? It said powerfully. So let's move on. Let's skip to the next slide. So we're moving on to now we have Goliath. This is the story we heard when we were kids, right? The concept of Goliath, you know, hit David and the slingshot and everything. So as we process through, I just want you to see it. I'm not going to go into details, but the key here is that Look at David's oldest brother. You remember the one that Samuel thought, oh, he looks like a leader. He's tall. He, he, he has the position of a leader. And God was like, mm, yeah, no, that's not the one. Well, let's look at his character. As he's talking, so Jesse, his father, sent David out to talk to him and say, hey, I want you to, you know, go check on your brothers, even bring him some food. He had food. So David's being David. He's talking to people. And so his brother comes up to him and said, he heard him talking and he got angry. Why have you come down here? And why did you, you know, where are your sheep? You should be taking care of them. I know how conceited and how you are wicked and how your heart, let's say heart, 
heart is. You've come down only to watch the battle. And David responded, now what? Like, dang, you can't give me a break, right? And he's like, I can't even speak. So here's the thing that's very, very interesting. Just because someone may be a leader, maybe because that person is the oldest, doesn't mean that they are appointed to be what God has chosen them to be. So his brother was all wrong. He said, oh, I know your heart, you're conceited and all this. And if you know anything about the Bible, David was a man after God's own heart. He understood, he wanted to be part of God. And his oldest brother, not so much. And so when we're challenged and think about things is that check your heart. Focus on where I am. Don't focus on I'm just this or I'm just that and I'm only this and I'm not this. But I want you to think about that God has chose you. And that the great thing is we don't have to have olive oil to do it. We can just cook it in a pan. So as we process and remember all of this is that as we defend ourselves, but what's amazing is David didn't stop being David because now he had a power. God has his back. So as we continue the story, you probably know what the story is, and we'll continue to move on in the next slide, of understanding that he then said that he was going to defeat Goliath because everyone else was scared of him. So as they process through this, so Saul was like, okay, if you want to do that, go right ahead. So Saul tried to put him on the clothes, tried to take care of it, had to process through. And then as you look at verse 39 of 17, he said that David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around. He tried it, but because he wasn't used to it, he's like, I cannot go in these, he said to Paul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Stop trying to be somebody else. I want to say it again for the ones in the back. Stop trying to be somebody else. What God has created you for, what he has chosen you for, what he has anointed you to be, and as you're growing and to develop to be that person in God's eyes, he doesn't need you to be anybody else. But you know what? Sometimes it's hard to be ourselves. Social media overpowers it, right? Through this concept and likes and what should we do or should I be in the in crowd or I'm just, I'm not ready yet. It's the process. You don't become a leader overnight. And so that's where the focus that we're doing, it is the journey through it that helps you become in the end result. So as he looked through that and so as he processed, he said he would and he's like, I'm gonna go as myself. And so I am challenging you to continue to seek what God wants you to be and be more of you and who God created you to be. So as we continue on verse, this is actually uh, 42, and Goliath looked over and saw that he was little more, say little more, little more than a boy, glowing in health and handsome, and he was despised. So here's the thing, you don't have to be over the top. But God and his grace and his anointing just gives you that little more and just enough sometimes for people to be jealous. His oldest brother probably became jealous now because he probably saw a difference in David now. Maybe David spoke up more and he was like, now what? Because that shows, I'm just adding a little bit into the story, that with him saying, okay, now what? Meaning, why are you doing this to me now? Why, why, why are you continuing 
How many people have been through that? Like, you've tried to do everything. Like, David brought him food. He took care of him. And you're thinking, it's still not enough for you. But guess what? That's not who you're doing the work for. We have to just adjust your focus. So as we continue on in this, so you know the story, he beats Goliath, and you can go to the next slide. So this is actually in 1 Samuel 17, this were in 54 through 55. So he beats him, he actually told him, you know what, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to have your head, and he did that. And that's what verse 54, so it's good that he was uh, strong in that. There's one thing about David, once he got the power of the Lord, he was definitely very bold in everything that he did, if you know the rest of his life. So in 55, as Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander in the army, so Saul, remember, is the current king. This is the guy that Samuel was grieving over that God was like, yeah, he's not the one because he's not obedient and following me in my heart. And he was like, who's that young man? And Abner replied, as surely as I live, your majesty, I don't know. Now, what's really messed up in this scripture is that David, before this, so David was a shepherd, he got anointed, he was a shepherd boy, right? Went back to the fields, then his brother's probably acting, you know, he's trying to speak up, he's in the power of the Lord, he is anointed, right? This is the process in which he's developing, development as we process through, and then Saul got depressed and he needed, so David played the harp. Before this happened, David was going to his house playing for him, for Saul. And so now he kills him. I think he was thinking, okay, let's let this little boy do it. And then he realized, oh, who is he? Who is he from? Who are you a part of? And see, that's what's going to happen. If you just do a little bit of courageousness, a little bit of development, and continue, people, once in your development, people are going to notice and say, what's different about them? And you can say, I am the daughter or the son of the Most High. So when you go into the marketplace, when you go into the workplace, you don't have to be bold and overly assertive. You just have to be just a little and showing what God's love and who he is. So he didn't even know who he was. But then when he did start excelling, people took notice. So it took time for that to happen. And and as this went on, if you can click over to the next slide, is that we have this concept that we're just not enough. What is just anyway? I said the concept of just uh, adjust your focus, right? When people say, well, you know, if you're having trouble with something, like, well, you just got to do this. And you're like, well, it's not that easy for me, right? Just can mean easy, right, in the concept So when we think about another title of just, we can use the word just, meaning, well, I am just, like I said, I am just a college student, I am just a stay-at-home mom, I am just, meaning that we're not good enough. And like I said, we're all part of the body. We are all anointed by God if we are believers in him. That sometimes we have to wait for the, we don't have to wait for the appointment. That it's about the verb of growing into David didn't automatically become king. It took 17 years before his appointment of becoming king. And then it was stages. He didn't become king of all Israel immediately. First, it was Judah. So it's a process. And so of thinking about, well, 
you know what, you should go to this leadership conference. You should go to development day. Well, I'm not ready for that. So when we're saying we're trying to embody something, if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, whatever profession you want to be in, it's the journey that gets you there, not the end result. So when we add the concept of career and leadership development, it's the development that becomes the leadership that then heightens and builds your career. But here's the thing that we're focusing on the wrong thing. When you're saying the idea, I don't want you to get just out of your head. And when I started this, I actually said, you know what, I want to tell people don't use the word just anymore. I'm just as if you're only. But what I want you to think about and then just, it's just adjust your focus is that God is just. He will give you just enough. So when you're trying to focus, think about the just God that we have, that he will make sure and direct your paths, that he will make sure that when you're scared, that he will give you just enough to make it through the day. Because I'm telling you, we all have challenges. These past two and a half years have been hard. But what I'm saying is here in my department and where we are and who I am and what I believe in is we can help you through that journey. So leadership is not an end result and a noun, it is a process. What you're doing right now is helping you to become the leader, regardless if you have the title or not. Because you're already anointed. Our God is just, we are enough through Christ as we think through this. And so as we continue, we have to give our hearts, remember I said the word heart? God knows our heart. We focus on our heart and being enough. So you can do the next slide for now and we click. Is that how do we do that? In times when I'm struggling, in times that I don't know if that I'm good enough, in times, and I have those times, I have executives. Your bank account, your title does not justify in the times in which we feel lonely and depressed. And so we have to think about how can we humble ourselves in James 4, 7, it says, so let God work in his will. God is continuing to write your story until the day he calls you home. You just have to stop stealing the pen. You have to humble yourself to him. So I'm gonna play this song and we can go. You may not have heard it, but there's times of something about music. And that's why I love that we end up using David because David actually used music for Saul to help him with his depression. So we can just, I want you to reflect on what are the things that you need to let go of and what you need to do as we process so we can click now into playing the song. So in these words, it says, I give myself away, getting past ourselves. So you can stand, you can think, but I want you to think, what do I need to release to be less of me and more of him?